Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Well, as students and teachers and parents prepare for September and back to school, we're joined this morning by Andrea Deason of Sylvan Learning Centre. You know, there are a multitude of reasons that some students struggle with subjects as they make their way through the school year, and we'll explore when it makes sense to get some extra help through a tutor. And Ashley Castleman, BBB Communications Manager, will join us with tips on not getting blindsided by a solar eclipse scam. So right now, we welcome Andrea Deason, Centre Director of Sylvan Learning Centre. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. Andrea, great to have you with us. Uh, Andrea, what what are some of the reasons that we might consider a tutor for our son or daughter? Well, there's many, many different reasons. Um, At Sylvan, we see students who are struggling in school. We see students who are on grade level that feel they need a little extra boost. And we see students that are well ahead that just want to do better, maybe to get into a post-secondary or improve their grades for a scholarship, all sorts of different different reasons. Are there signs uh, for... Uh, if a student is is struggling, are there some signs that we should really consider a tutor? Sure, absolutely. So if we're thinking about elementary age students, we start with kids as young as, as four, kindergarten level students. Um, often parents will, of course, try to work with their child. And if that's mm-hmm. not going well, sometimes it's a good idea to get some outside help because what can happen is the student can get feel the anxiety, the parents can feel the anxiety, and sometimes it becomes um, more stress than it should be. Learning should be relaxed, personal, fun. And I think if you, as a parent, if you see that that's not happening for your child, it's a good time to seek some some outside assistance. So what are some of the factors we should consider when choosing either a tutoring center like Sylvan Learning Center or a private tutor? Sure. The first step, I think, for most parents is to call the tutor, call the learning center, and get a feel for whether they understand their needs. So uh, what we do first is we like to talk to parents over the phone and really explore what the issues are. So the first thing is to look for someone that's willing to understand your perspective, what you're looking for, take the time to to learn about your child, and um you know, ask questions. Whatever the parents' concerns are, we're we're happy, absolutely no pressure just to chat through things. Sometimes we talk to parents about what's happening at school and how to manage that. Um, you know, it, it isn't always just about academics. It's sort of a full, you know, 360-degree um, consultation of what's happening with the family. And then, you know, we want to make sure that whatever solution parents choose fits with, with them. So sometimes it's a an issue of transportation. Sometimes it's an issue of cost. Sometimes it's scheduling you know, we so the first thing is to really um, explore each of the options and make sure that it fits in with your personal situation. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you make a commitment, you want to stick with it. You don't want to start with something and then find it's not the right thing for you. Yeah. Well, let's assume that we've chosen Sylvan Learning Center. Uh, how would the tutor assess the child? That's a great question, and I think it's an important question for any sort of um, academic assistance that you're looking for for your child. Mm -hmm. What we do at Sylvan is we have students come in and do an assessment with us because no two students that come to us have the same skill set. So, of course, each assessment is different for each grade level. But um, what we want to do is develop a profile so that we know what the student knows and then we know what we need to to work on and teach. 
Um, at Sylvan, it also gives us a baseline that we will later measure against. So let's say we're working on um, a student who's doing a reading program in grade two. We start with an assessment. We meet with parents. We give them a written report. Together, we set goals for the program and put an estimated timeline on it. And then we use that information later on to reassess the child, and then we can compare to make sure that the progress is on track for where we want it to be. So will the program be custom designed to meet the needs of my child, or is it a flexible program, or do you follow a pre-designed curriculum? Right. And that that's a really important question when you're shopping around for tutors, I think. Um, with Sylvan, it's very, very individualized, very personalized. So even after that initial assessment, we're always checking to see if a student really needs to learn certain skills. So um, if we're doing a math skill, let's say, we pre-test the skill. If the student shows that they don't have 100% or 80% on that skill, we go ahead and teach it. If they do, we don't. We skip it and say, you know, he already knows that, and then we move on. So we're always customizing things. Um, If a student has schoolwork that they want to bring in, we absolutely can prioritize that if that's what the parents are looking for. Um, We do have a predetermined program, but it's different for each individual student because of that pre-test process that we go through. Um, Now, we get report cards from from school. How how about with the tutoring? How are we going to assess the progress the child is making? And you mentioned that. Uh, along the way here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we are always, as tutors, we're always assessing and reassessing and giving kids mini tests along the way because it's really important that they master skills and not just see it one day and then the next week have mm-hmm. forgotten what they've done. Um, we do ask parents to come in for a p- progress conference every 12 hours of instruction. So students usually come at least two hours a week. So every five, six weeks, we're asking them to come in for a conference. And then um, we also do progress assessments. So I mentioned initially we do that upfront testing. We want to test again after every 24 hours of instruction to make sure that those scores are continually improving. So are the tutors experienced teaching children the same age as my child? Uh, Do they have experience teaching the subject matter? And have they been to teacher's college? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's another really important question to ask. So at Sylvan, almost all of our teachers have been to teacher's college. We do have a couple of um, high school teachers that are specialized in certain areas that aren't um, certified teachers, but the rest of them all have classroom teaching experience. We have students, teachers who are um, specialists in younger children, older children, and um, we have a director of education who's very familiar with the curriculum as well. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Andrea Deason of the Sylvan Learning Center. And we'll be back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. We are joined today with Andrea Deason of Sylvain Learning Centre on Wonderland Road South. Andrea, do the tutors work with the school or teachers while tutoring a child? Absolutely. So when we consult with parents initially, we um, ask them. It's it's optional. So we don't have to contact the school. If the parents do want that, then we have them sign a release form, and then we talk to the teacher directly. So you, you, you complement the work that they're doing with uh, the tutoring and the extra help that they need. Uh, how often, then, does a child need to meet with the tutor to make sure that, that you're going to be effective? Is, is it daily? Is it weekly? We've found... Ideally, we like to see students two hours a week. Now, some students will come for one visit for two hours, let's say a Wednesday night from 4 to 6 or a Saturday morning. Um, The schedule is really custom designed for the family. Uh, However, some parents 
really want results quickly, so we often will do more than that in a given week. Uh, what can you do to help children who have lost interest in school? Hmm. That can be difficult. Um, a lot of what we do at Sylvan is we try to get to know the students individually, and we make the center a fun place to be. So sometimes kids who have fallen behind, if we're talking about remedial students, they don't feel completely comfortable at school because it's not a place where they've had a lot of success. They're not feeling confident. Whereas at Sylvan, we meet them at the level that they're at, and we give them praise along the way and um, really restore that confidence and show them that they can do it. We celebrate every time they master new skills. And many parents will do that. Most parents do that with their own kids, but kids hear it differently coming from someone who's not mom and dad. So the first thing we want to do is make sure they're feeling confident and positive about learning. We also have a token reward program that the kids love. So we tell them if they come to Sylvan and they try their best, they earn uh, little plastic chips called tokens, and we have a store where they can buy things with their tokens. So it's just an extrinsic reward that, again, shows kids of all ages it's really worth it to put in the effort, and then everything, the snowball goes in the right direction. You know, they're working hard, they're learning lots, they're feeling confident, and then they go to school with a different perspective on things, you know. We've been talking about uh, basically elementary school and getting an early start. What about once they get to high school? Are there more options for tutors and more reasons for tutors? Absolutely. So starting at the beginning of high school, it's really important that parents are involved in choosing courses because the grade nine courses that kids choose will have an impact on what they do when they're finished high school. Um, So we want to make sure that they start off successful. So many, many students come to Sylvan for support, especially in grade nine math and some of the sciences because they, some of them have a difficult transition from grade eight to grade nine. Um, And then as they go through high school, towards the end of high school, marks become much more important. So first of all, we want to make sure they're taking the right courses for whatever they end up doing in a post-secondary setting, and also that they're getting the marks they're going to need to have to get in to this post-secondary institution that they're applying to. And uh, sometimes kids need support in that. You know, they need to make sure that they're not only in grade 12, but earlier on that they're getting good marks in the prerequisite courses so that when they get to grade 12, they can get high marks. And it's tough. A lot of um, a lot of post-secondary schools are looking for 80, 85% to get into, you know, high demand courses. And uh, we're here to help students achieve that. Should the parents and the students be looking at post-secondary school education when they start post-secondary? Yeah, absolutely. Right from grade nine on. Um, I counsel parents, there is a, if, they're, if the students are looking at university, there's a university fair that goes on in Toronto the second or third week of September, and you can go into the convention center and take a look around and see every every university in Ontario. You can speak to the the students, the faculty, and that's a really good way of getting kids to start thinking, even in grade 9, grade 10. I recommend going to that. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are, um, they do come to London as well, um, so you can watch through your guidance department at at, um, high school and there's, it's smaller, so it may not be the, all of the universities in Ontario, but even just to go and start thinking about what the options are, a lot of kids mm-hmm. don't know, and that's okay. But if they're keeping their options open, you know, taking sort of the prerequisites they're going to need for a wide variety of courses, then they'll do well as they go on. So from the tutoring perspective, is there anything else we can do to help them prepare for college and university? Well, I think work ethic, habits are really important um, and sometimes that's a hard sell in grade 9 and 10 because kids don't see, you know, the long term. 
But I think if we can get them to start, um, even with tutoring a couple of hours a week, we tend to get students thinking a little bit more about, I've got to do my homework every night in math. I can't just let it go. I've got to study for tests and exams. And that's a difficult transition sometimes for kids that have done really well in elementary school. They get to high school and all of a sudden they've got to study and they've never done that before. So we do have a study skills program where we can teach students sort of techniques, time management, um, and help them make that transition. So again, they're working towards what they want to do in in terms of post-secondary. So we're talking about students uh, who are looking to university. We know that there are a lot of people who have been downsized and suddenly find themselves looking for new work. Um, Do you offer tutoring programs for adults who might be trying to get their GED? Absolutely. Um, it's, It's a different, we do that in a separate room in a more individualized setting. So we're not going to place adults with children because they wouldn't feel comfortable with that. But we definitely can offer that. And I feel like maybe I've focused a little bit too much on university. Um, College as well, the entrance requirements are difficult. And a lot of courses need math, for example, or certain sciences. And we can definitely help with that, whether it's a mature student, someone going back to school, or a student who's in high school that just needs that extra boost. Or somebody who's changing career and and realizes that they didn't concentrate on on math enough or physics or whatever? Yeah. It's math and science are much more important today than they were even 10, 15 years ago. And so if you finished high school, you know, 15 years ago, you may not have kept up the math courses and, you know, gone right through to grade 12. So it's there's a lot of students that, a lot of adults that do need that upgrading. Andrea, thank you very much for being with us this morning. It's been informative and it, uh, I think, is encouraging for people as we start to think about back to school. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Andrea Deason of Sylvan Learning Center. Uh, Thanks for being on the show. And for more information on Sylvan Learning Center, you can go to sylvanlearning.com. And when we return, we'll be joined by Ashley Castleman to shed a little light on the Eclipse Solar Scams. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And there is an irony in the fact that we can predict with total accuracy the date and time of the coming solar eclipse. But at the same time, we are lacking enough in knowledge that we can be scammed when it happens. Enter Ashley Castleman, BBB Communications Manager, with timely tips to make sure that we aren't blinded or blindsided by scammers. Welcome to this side of the glass, Ashley. Good morning. So let's just review. When the solar eclipse will happen... The eclipse is Monday, August 21st, and the path of totality, where the total solar eclipse is visible in London, will be from about 1 to 3 p.m., with the closest maximum coverage around 2.29. The eclipse will stretch throughout much of North America, uh, but in London, we're only going to get a partial solar eclipse, uh, but you'll still need special glasses to see this. So one of the things we know is that you should not look directly at the sun, even if it is just partly eclipsed. That is correct. Uh, You need special solar filter glasses. Uh, These are much more powerful than sunglasses. Uh, Sunglasses only block about uh, 50% of the sun's rays, uh, whereas solar filter glasses block more than 99.99% of the rays. Unfortunately, many of the solar glasses available online might be counterfeit or do not meet safety inspections, So your best bet is to stick with the brands whose glasses are certified. So who certifies the glasses and how do we check? Um, Your best is to stick with ones that are certified by NASA. 
According to NASA, uh, what you don't want to use is sunglasses of any kind, uh, colored film, medical x-ray film, smoked glass, or floppy disk. So if you can't get glasses, are there any other ways to view this coming eclipse? Um, well, there's going to be television coverage of the event. As well, you can create a pinhole projector. If you go onto NASA's website, they have instructions of how to do that. And you can go online and search their, their site. Uh, that way you can uh, find a way to safely view the eclipse. So are bogus glasses the only way people are being scammed? No. If you're looking for a place to stay during the eclipse, be careful if you're booking online through a third-party site. Check with bbb.org uh, to see what previous customers' experience have been. Make sure you correspond within the website or app and not through any other means. Um, also, always double-check that the listing is on the real site website and emails are coming from an official address and they're not being spoofed. Uh, use a credit card. That way it offers the best fraud protection there. And don't deal with anybody who asks for payment outside um, the platform's approved options. Okay. So what about other means of travel like bus tours? Are scammers targeting, targeting bus tours too? Uh, well, scammers will use any means necessary to trick you. Um, they're very creative in ways to get you out of the, that money. Uh, with heavy traffic in a lot of the areas, a bus might sound like a great option. But be careful you don't make a reservation only to end up without transportation. Uh, make sure you deal directly with a bus or limo company to avoid scammers using a legitimate uh, business as a front. Um, again, go to our web website, bbb.org, to look for accredited businesses, read reviews and complaints before you book with them. Uh, this month's eclipse may be a rare chance to see an extraordinary uh, astronomical uh, event right in your backyard. Uh, but that urgency and unique opportunity are what can make uh, scams very successful. Remember to do your research and always trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, most likely it's a scam. So if it's uh, too good to be true, it probably is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so again, the uh, the eclipse is coming up this Monday. Yes. The 21st. And um, the reasons people might want to travel is so that they'd be in the path of that uh, uh, totality. Exactly. We'll only get, I believe, about a 75% um, eclipse in, in the London area, um, whereas further south, um, they'll get the full eclipse. Yeah. Actually, you can go on, uh, I think when you go onto that NASA site, mm -hmm. you can see the actual path of the eclipse and how it goes across North America okay. and the times that it would be there. Uh, it doesn't show the, the areas of partial eclipse, but mm -hmm. uh, here in London... It'll be about 2.29, and yes. that'll be about as dark as it gets. That's what they're estimating. And I believe the last solar eclipse was in the 90s. Um, I remember when I, was, when I was a kid that 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 was the last time that it happened. Yeah, it's not once in a lifetime, but it's certainly a, a rare occurrence, yes. and it's something to uh, to look forward to. And uh, altogether, they're is a short time to be able to see it. So mm -hmm. Yeah, the total time of the eclipse will be about two to three minutes, so it's going to happen pretty quickly. So it's probably a little late to book anything like a bus <laughs> tour, or, or to, but I guess you could get in your car and, and uh, you better have some camping equipment. Yes, yes. Because accommodations in some of those centers where uh, you'd be able to see the, the eclipse in its totality, 
the accommodations probably aren't going to be available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just be uh, careful with uh, where you're clicking online. If you're looking for a campsite or a hotel in those nearby um, uh, places, make sure you're on the legitimate website. Uh, Either uh, Google the website um, so you know you're going to the right one or just make sure it's the correct one in the URL. And of course, as we always do, we urge people to check back and see if the firms that you're uh, dealing with are BBB accredited. Uh, That's always a good thing with anything that uh, you're going to do. Uh, In fact, that's why we promote that you should ask BBB. Mm -hmm. Ashley, thanks very much for these tips. Uh, Ashley Castleman is the communications manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario and is as well the producer of Ask BBB. And that is just about all of our time this time around. You can contact us through the week on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western Ontario. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.